0: Accidental Bully Podcast Episode Five. I'm Tori. Let's go. I don't even know how long I want to go. Want the intro to go for? So I just thought I'd say something, and then I'd wait a little bit of time, and then I'd get going. But I don't. I don't know how long I was meant to wait. So I guess that's. I guess that's going to do. Um, I feel like I'm flying. I feel like I'm I don't know. I feel like I'm absolutely flying. I had uh, I had a, a coffee this morning, and I drove down south this morning, drove down to Bunbury and back, and I had a coffee on the way down there. And I don't know if it was a double shot, but I was flying afterwards. I was absolutely, absolutely popping off. And then this afternoon, I got this this drink at um, at the servo on the way back, and it was like a nootropic drink. And I had, I don't know. I know it had caffeine in it. I don't know how much, but I've just been going. I've just—it's on. It's absolutely on, and I don't know if this is going to be. This is going to seem manic because I feel I'm just absolutely flying right now. So (laughs) let's just let's just get into it. We're going. Um, Don't worry. Before I started this episode, I checked. uh, I checked the lotto. Didn't win. Felt like I had to check it because you know how much of an idiot would I feel like if I um if I started the podcast, finished it and then realized I'd been rich. I'd been, I'd been $80 million richer without realizing. I'm not, I didn't win. Believe it or not. Um, didn't win. I looked up the odds before this, uh, (laughs) looked up the odds. I was talking to Loz. I found out it's a one in 134 million chance of winning. So I guess it makes sense that I didn't win. Um, my work has a, has a lotto syndicate going and, I didn't I didn't buy a ticket. I didn't I didn't put money in this week for the Lotto Syndicate and that scares the shit out of me. Cause I just I can't imagine the oh, I can't imagine the pain of showing up to work. Like if I showed up to work tomorrow morning and find out that just half of workers quit because they won the lotto and I wasn't in on it. And then not only did do you find out that they've left and you missed out and you're dying on the inside. But then you realize that not only have you missed out, they've all quit, but your work life has become exponentially shitter because you're now working extra hard because they've all quit. So it'd just be the double whammy. I don't know how people keep, I don't know how people go on when they find out that someone from their work has won lotto and just quits and they just watch them head off into the sunset. I told, I've got to deal with the guys at work that if I win more than 10 million, I'm quitting in style. If I win more than ten million, I'm showing up to work on a horse. I'm gonna show up late because I'm quitting, so who gives a fuck? But I'm gonna show up late to work on a horse, and it'd be pretty ironic if I showed up on a horse and then got to work, fell off the horse, banged my head, and it was all over. Um, or I f- fell off, banged my head, and did a was was the, what was, the um, what was the Superman what was the Superman guy's name that that banged his head and became a became wheelchair bound. Superman wheelchair, Googling. Um, Christopher Reeve, that's right. Super, imagine you win 80 million, you fall off a horse, bang your head, become Christopher Reeve and oh yeah, your whole 80 million has to go to just the best treatments. I guess it would serve me right showing up to work on a horse but I'm going to do it. If I win the lotto, remember this. I'm showing up to work, I'm quitting on a horse and if I can, if I can get enough money together, elephant not money together actually because i'm i got millions so it's not getting money together it's if i can get a if i could get an elephant together showing up on an elephant um but yeah i just fuck i just there's something about buying a lotto ticket it's just exciting isn't it just gets me going um what's going on this week uh it's, i haven't done a podcast in a couple of weeks because work has been fucking chaos i don't know i don't know what covid's done but it's it's triggered something and everyone has just gone bonkers buying cars. So it's happy days. I've got no problems with it. Keep doing it, people. Make hay with the sun shines, but it's going to slow down. It's going to get weird. Um, what else is we? Kanye for president. Uh, Kanye, actually, no, I just <laughs> I wrote something else down. I did when I checked the lotto. I found out one person in Victoria won. Could you imagine how shit that is? Winning the lotto and then just sitting in your house for four weeks, or however much longer they've got on lockdown, or if you're in one of those towers, so you're just flat broke, living in one of those high-rise towers. You 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 win eighty million, and they're like, "No, you're staying there for another three weeks, champ." Just, (laughs) just, just suffering in it, just dreaming, just I can't even. It makes me anxious to think about winning lotto. Um, I don't know what I'd do first. I'd probably gloat. I don't know. I'd ring someone and gloat. Don't know who that'd be. I don't know. Um, but uh, Kanye for president. He's put his name in the ring. Name his hat in the. He's put his hat in the hat shop for presidency. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know how it works. What, you, what you've actually got to do to try and become president. But I'm all for it. I'm all for watching Kanye just just melt it all down. It just oh, it'd be so good. It would be so good. How many presidents are there that have their own line of sneakers? Have they, has there been a president like if if it's if he because he literally if he if he won, it'd be like Kanye. It, you'd you'd have the Yeezy Twenties, which would be his presidential line. Oh man, I just, <laughs> and he, he's such an insano that it just, it'd get wild. It'd get so wild. I reckon he'd... I wonder if he'd, like, plug his songs. If he'd plug his songs in in his presidency. Like, imagine a president coming out to to different events, having music playing behind it, and it's their own music. Like, Kanye stepping out there. Just, just, just playing ultralight beam as he's stepping out on a stage. Or, like, there's some initiative where someone's in space and... There's someone in space. There's someone in space that, that, we, that, that they want to celebrate the space station, so they want to get everyone to turn turn their lights on for the space for the space station. And he's he's describing, and in, in the background says, "All of the lights." <laughs> oh man, Kanye! Please, please, Kanye, win presidency. Imagine is. I wrote this is the worst joke, but I like it. I um, think so just imagine Kanye at the first uh, the first political dinner. He could literally stand up and go, let's have a toast for the douchebags, a toast for the assholes, let's have a toast for the scumbags, every one of them that I know. And they'd all just be like, that's all of us. And that's why I need to get back to comedy because I need to weed out all the shit jokes because otherwise the shit jokes are going to be landed in this podcast. And, oh, Kanye, please. Imagine Kim and Kanye. Imagine – Keeping up with the Kardashians film from the White House. <laughs> oh fuck, we're on. Please, please, Kanye. It's. I don't. Know, I just get your shit together and win. Get your shit together and win. And oh man, I spoke in a previous podcast actually about um rappers, and um about rappers and picking. The way it seems like to be a successful rapper, you've got to pick a name that you have to live up to. Well, like rappers with shit names just never make it. Like, If, if you're a rapper, you've got to set a standard. Like you if you choose a name that that means you're going to dominate, I feel like that pressure is what drives you. Like imagine if Buster Rhymes never busted a rhyme. Or like if 50, if 50 Cent was garbage and never made it anywhere... He would get absolutely piled on. Like imagine your rat name's 50 cent and you do nothing with your career. Just what you've got nothing to fall back at. The jokes they could slam on you for being called 50 Cent and being shit. Like, ooh. The old the old hexagony hexagon coin or whatever, however many sides is on a 50 cent piece. Um two pack. Imagine imagine your name's two pack and you're shit. Either way, and or not even just rappers. I mentioned I mentioned The Rock running for president last time, but imagine, think about the fact that The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he's never going to stop working out because imagine your name is Dwayne The Rock Johnson and you get a bit flabby. He's never getting flabby because of his name. His name's going to force him to uphold the physique. The Rock, rock hard abs. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, genius. So from now on, I'm um, Tory exercises every once in a while, Griffiths. going to live up to it. Um, man, I can't wait to go back, get back and go comedy. I've got a gig coming up on the, when is it? The 16th, I think, at the Charles Hotel. Oh, it's going to be a mess. Fuck. I'm, I'm excited and I'm anxious because I know it's not going to go the way I want it to go. Or it could go well, and if it goes well, then it's like I'm postponing the bomb because the bomb's coming. It's just once you've had time off, even the, actually, I'm, I'm still new, off and in, new enough in comedy that the bomb's coming anyway. But I know for a fact that I'd rather get it out of the way this first gig than not know when it's coming because they they just show up when you when you don't want them. And fuck, I'm anxious, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun either way. It's just weird going out. Doing stuff again and seeing seeing a lot of the seeing a lot of the comedy crowd again, which is quite nice. Um I want to talk a little bit about etiquette. Now I uh, I spoke a little bit about my hatred for Ritz crackers, and sadly I think I lost that debate. Um, posted a video, posted the video up one of the socials, and very strong consensus that I was wrong. A lot everyone I don't I don't think I had any backup. As you know, I did have backup from one, from some random guys that commented it on Facebook. I don't know how fa- Facebook managed to s- to send it out to all random people and some random people that I don't know commented on it and they had my back. Complete strangers. But otherwise, everyone else just piled on and seems to think that Ritz are better, which I, I'm worried. I'm I think that's why what's happened in Victoria has happened is because of people like people like all oh, you lot the Ritz people. The Ritz people are spreading. They're super Ritz. Ritz eaters are super spreaders. And you know what's funny? You can't be a super spreader with a Ritz because they're crumbly and they don't spread well. So think about that. You're super crumblers. Fuck all you Ritz super crumblers. God, it gets me. But either way, I want to talk about etiquette. So I want to talk about... I don't know what the, the rice... The rice crackers. I'll go with the brown. I'll talk about... Sarkar I don't know if there's another, peckishes, tas peckishes. What's the etiquette with grabbing – someone like if someone holds out a packet of sarkartas what's the etiquette? How many? Because I've seen that both ends of the spectrum and both – I've seen both ends, both extremes, and both extremes are not good. Like if someone offers you some tas, unless they say take a row, if you just grab a whole row out of the packet, you're a fucking dog. Unless you're doing it as a power move, it's a pretty alpha move to take a whole row. If you're just doing it because you think that's cool, not cool. But also, if you take one, I'm going to assume that you take photos underneath toilet stalls. I'm going to assume that you're a fucking nutcase if you're taking just one cracker. The other day, I was having my little girl ask for some jats. Well, I was eating jats and she asked for one because we, we're a jats family. All right, we're a Okay. We're a Jat's family and she took one and I was, for a second, I was worried. Like she just took one and walked off and I was like, what the hell? And then I, I waited because I thought maybe she was just going to take one and come back and she took one and then just walked off and sat down and just ate the one and that was it. And I was like, no, you're going to come back here and you're going to eat until you've got a stomach ache because that's what we are. We're not crazy people that eat one cracker. If I find out she doesn't like jats. <laughs> but either way, I don't know what the what the correct etiquette is, but I think you need to be taking five or more and no more than three quarters of the row. I think within that range. Outside of that range, I'm gonna judge you. Because if you if you've taken a whole row, might as well be a dagger to someone's heart. If you've taken one, again, I think you're taking photos up underneath toilet stalls because you're clearly a fucking weirdo taking one cracker. And if you, ta- if you take if you take if you take and there's a broken one and you take one of the halves of the one of the halves of the broken cracker and leave the other half in the packet, if you if you leave half of a jats or half, sorry, half of a tar in the packet and you take one of the halves, I hate you personally. I wish bad things upon you. Because that's fucked up. That's horrific. That's like the kind of shit they make a Netflix special about. Because I don't... I'd watch that Netflix. I just realised this thing's been fucking dangling around all weird the whole time. Shit. I don't even know if people watch the videos. But I'm angry because the cord was dangling. Again, one... Five crackers to about three quarters of a row is all that's acceptable. Anything outside of that, not on. Absolutely not on. I remember I was thinking because I got this gig coming up. I was thinking about um, I was thinking about one of my last gigs, which was um raw comedy, and uh, during my, during raw comedy, found out uh got a new fan. I think it's one of those ones. I don't know if I've made this story up in my head and now I believe it, but but I'm but I know uh no, Jack Darling, West Coast Eagle um. West Coast Eagle, Jack Darling was at, uh, at the comedy gig afterwards. Uh, I can't remember what happened, but somehow he was walking past or something like that and he, and he said g'day and I had a chat with him and um, name dropping. And I think, let me just get this straight in my head. I'm pretty sure we had a conversation and he said something like, like, I'm a, like he said something like, I'm a fan of yours or you got a new fan or something like that. I think I'm not sure if that's actually what happened, but that's what I heard and that's what I've told people happened. <laughs> so I am a piece of shit and I've been known to exaggerate things. I think that's what happened. Now I believe it because I think I've told the story so many times that way but but I remember in that moment he said something he complimented my stand-up in some way because I did all right. It was a, I had a pretty good set and he complimented my set and then then he and I, as as he was complimenting my set, all I could think in my head was, I forgive you, mate. Because up until then, I'd held, I'd, I'd held a raging fire over that dropped mark in the 2015 Grand Final. That was to set the stand, to set the scene. 2015 Grand. Let's go back a little bit to set the scene from the beginning of my perspective. We were up in Coral Bay, or we we'd just arrived in Coral Bay. We'd booked a table so that when as soon as we got there, we drove from um, I can't remember where we were. I can't remember where it was. Some station. We and we made sure that we got there to Coral Bay for lunchtime to make sure we watched the Eagles game, watched the grand final. So it was a lot of effort. We got up early, had Ash with us, um, got there, got settled, opened up the camper trailer and everything, got organised. Went to the um, went to Bill's bar in Coral Bay, solid spot, and watching the Eagles. They were starting to get thumped. And then there was the moment when the I think this was the turning point in that grand final, or it could have been a turning point. Josh Kennedy breaks free on the wing. I Can't remember if he takes a bounce, but he gets open, bombs it into Jack Darling, who is wide open in the fifty. I think he's about thirty from goal, wide open, and he he drops a sitter. And not only does he drop a sitter, but the ball goes through his hands, hits the ground, bounces. I can't remember if it rolls away from it or if it just go, or if it goes through his legs goes through his legs and then i can't remember if he got tackled or got holding the ball or something he didn't get a goal out of it the momentum shift didn't happen eagles lose the grand final ever since that moment i in my heart blame jack darling so this guy's paying me a compliment and all i'm thinking in my head is i forgive you mate for probably something that eats him up to this day but it's all i could think about and it took all of my power to not say something so that's, that's just how I – as soon as – when I get uncomfortable in moments and I was a little bit – like when I get a bit – I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't starstruck but when I get a bit uncomfortable around people, I often – sometimes I go to sarcasm, I say things and that was a very close call. It was very close to me saying it, to saying it out loud. Oh, thank you. I guess you, I forgive you for the 15 grand final now. But it, fuck, I remember being at the pub and people – one guy just maniacally laughed. He was wearing all Eagles get-up, hat, scarf, uh, everything Eagles. He was he was absolutely wild. Josh Kennedy dropped uh, Jack Darling dropped the mark, and he laughed like a fucking psychopath. He la- It was that heartbreaking that he laughed. It's, it's just a, just emotion. Just a sad cackle. Ugh. Fucking hell, we, <laughs> everyone that was with us was pretty emotional. Got a bit heated. They literally, they deflated a whole town. Coral Bay, just not a, not a nice place to be that afternoon. But then it turned around because it was Coral Bay, happy days. Um, I'm pretty sure I went, and, I went to go for a snorkel, but instead of going for a snorkel, I just put the snorkel on and just floated face down and just breathed through a tube while staring at the sand. And I think my goggles fogged up and I just lived with it. I thought, I deserve this. Uh, uh, I was emotional. Um, We're going to move on from that because it's still, you know what? I thought in my head I forgive you for that, but I don't think I have yet. He instigated a town-wide sook mode. It still brings me back into sook mode every time I think about it. Um, I've got another yarn about my dad um (laughs) this one was not so much about dad it's more about me being embarrassed and dad just pulling the best one of the best punishments i could think of and something i can't wait i can't wait to do to my kids um but dad's always been he's always been an over he over punishes and then the punishment never sticks like I remember as a kid he used to – many lifetime groundings on my sister. She was always the slam the door and yell I hate you. That was her move and dad used to – dad used to even sometimes. Kayla had asked to go out um, – she'd asked to go out to a party or something and dad would say once you've cleaned your room and he'd go into her room and tip out her drawers – but I, I can't remember if it was because she her, she just jammed everything in her drawers or if he was just didn't want to go out, but animal. But he had many lifetime groundings. I remember once I was pulling concrete. He was, it was during the school holidays and he asked me to help him out by pulling concrete out of the garden. He built a wall or something and he wanted me to get the spare concrete out. And he came home and I got punished. I got grounded for a year for not trying hard enough to do it. <laughs> and I think um, I think that punishment lasted about a week and then Dad just took me to the movies. so i'm not upset about it it was great um dad used to very often i remember one time as a kid i can't remember what dad didn't take us I i remember i don't know if this is even a real memory you know you have those weird memories as a kid where or as an adult you remember things as a kid but you don't quite know if it's exactly how it happened but i'm pretty sure at one time dad grounded me and then or punish me for something and then remembered that the next day we'd organised to go to the royal show. So I'm pretty sure one time I got grounded and then the next day we went to the royal show. So yeah. But either way, this this next punishment, he's absolutely he got me a ripper. He, um it was back when I was about thirteen and um, dad jumped on the computer one day and he opened YouTube and he he clicked into the YouTube search bar and it came up with all, this, all the things that I'd been searching for. And being a 13-year-old boy, you can imagine all – yeah, 13-year-old boys on the internet, there's one thing they're Googling. If they're, they're Googling video games or they're Googling boobs and girls and or boys, whatever, they, whatever they're Googling. Um, but I, I clearly remember dad found all the searches and I was using YouTube like a fucking idiot because I was obviously that new to the game. That I didn't even know that you got to go to different websites to look up this stuff, um, but I clearly remember that one of the things I was looking up was um, one of the things I was looking up was all these sex terms. I was obviously looking like blowjob and stuff like that. But one of the things I was looking up was fisting, and I don't know why that's that one thing is stuck with me, but that's what was that's what it was. And Dad did the cruelest shit as a punishment. But I can imagine as a parent, him and Mum must have fucking laughed at this so much, but. Dad wrote down what I'd been looking up. He called, called me and he said, what's this? And I'm, I don't know, I would have come up with some bullshit excuse. He said, what's this? He wrote down the list of everything that I'd been looking up and he said, your punishment is you've got to go out there and tell your mum everything you've been Googling. <laughs> what a fucking savage... I can't believe mum held a straight face. It's one of those memories that has stuck with me to this day. Walking out there with this piece of paper, having to tell mum the depraved shit that I looked up. Shout out, dad. That is, that's a top-notch punishment because you know what it taught me? It taught me to clear the history after I was done looking up shit. And that's a, that's a variable lesson to teach a young man. That, to clear the search history, and you know what's funny, it, and it's at that age too, thirteen. At, at around that age, as a boy, I'm not sure if all guys are like this, but I'm pretty sure when you're that age and you first discover jerking it, jerking the gherkin, when you first, when you first discover that as something you should be doing, not should be doing, you want to be doing, it's like you're the only one that's ever worked it out. So when every everyone knows what's going on. Everyone knows 13, 14-year-old boys. That's what they're doing. So it's like you, you think you're a genius for being like, oh, I'm just going to go and have a shower. And then you come out an hour later. And, and it's, 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 I, I just can't wait to wind up. I can't wait to wind up um, wolf about this because it's just gold. It's the cl- It's the best stitch up because it's the most embarrassing thing as a kid. And it's just gold. I remember my uncle once. He said, um, he just, he said something, I can't remember. He said something at the dinner table like um, he made it, just made a little quick, quick joke that he knew I'd hear and that I'd pick up on it and no one else had really noticed. But he said something like, spending all your time in the shower, eh? Or something like that. And I remember thinking, fuck, does he know? Of course he knows. That's what all the that's what that's what boys do. 14-year-old boys, if they're having long showers, there's what they're not getting extra clean. That's for sure. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, it's been a good couple of weeks. So I've been really busy. I wish I could have I, I should have done a podcast in the middle, but it's just been it's just been chaos. Um, had a huge win earlier in the week. Very rare. I don't know if this will ever happen to me ever again, but Pulled a couple of pieces of bread out of a loaf, and there was a. This is just regular brown whole wholemeal bread, and found a lone sultana or raisin, just one in the bread. Toasted it, so I had just. I don't know if that's ever going to happen again, but that's just, that's a surprise. I found I found an amazing surprise in a piece of bread. That's just, that was just for me. And I don't even know how that happens because I'd imagine that they'd have different areas where they'd be baking the different types of bread and they wouldn't be using the same trays. So somehow sultanas landed in there. And I noticed it straight away and it kind of looked a bit weird because obviously that bread's not made to have sultanas in it. But I just went with it. I just toasted that shit and ate it and I saved it till close to the end. And it was just the best. And it's the small wins. It's the small wins. Um, it's been a weird, been a pretty weird time on the internet lately. My um, my favorite, one of my favorite Twitch streamers, um, one of my favorite Twitch streamers, commit suicide. Um, when was it? A few, about a, a few days ago now. And it's just, it was one of those ones that's real. I think it was always shit. Suicides always fucked up um but he was one of those ones that everyone he was very vocal about his struggles and he even had a segment where he on one of his streams he spoke to a psychologist for for like 3 hours on stream about his struggles and talked about depression and suicide and stuff like that and it's just i think i think that one hurt um It definitely, it definitely hurt me. It was shocking uh, as, as it is to most people, but I think it really hurt the community because there's a lot of people that used him as a, uh, as a role model because of him talking about his struggles. But I think, I guess it, it just shows no matter how, um, no matter how good you've got it, no matter how much money you've got or success or anything like that, it's still, it's, it's a disease, um, it's fucked up. It's shit, and and everything going on at the moment with COVID, it's just so many more people are getting a, f- a feeling down. Like I haven't found I'm I've got a I, I feel like I'm I've got a quite a a, a healthy I'm have got a quite a healthy mental state, but even even the fact that I haven't been able to do comedy in a, in four or five months has taken away that that kind of, not a sense of purpose, but that creative outlet that I, and I'd only just found it. So I found something I really liked doing and something's been taken away that I'm not allowed to do anymore. And even that's kind of every once in a while has made me feel a bit down, but I'm, I'm lucky enough to have my kids around and um, my missus and I'm busy at work. So I've got things going on, but I can't imagine for the guys that are, that are doing that work, up was there, was it. Professional comedians and stuff like that. Not just comedians, musicians, anyone who, everyone's been affected by COVID in different ways, but, fuck it's like i can see myself that i get a bit down thinking about it sometimes or get a bit get a bit flat because i don't have that escape um but then you yeah you elevate it to other levels and fuck just brutal that was a fucked up one his name's byron um otherwise known as wreckful on the internet world of warcraft streamer because i used to wow it up i reckon there's gonna be some stories i might have to talk about about world of warcraft on on the um on the podcast But not for now. Um, (laughs) Fucking wow. Jeez. Um, I thought of the ultimate power move the other day. I can't remember who pocket dialed. I think we are at work. I was at work and someone got pocket dialed. I can't remember what it was. And I thought it was just the pocket dial. The pocket dial would just be the best way to get back at someone that you don't like anymore. To make sure they get a message, the accidental on, – on Curb Your Enthusiasm, um, Larry David does the accidental – what does he do? The accidental text on purpose where you text someone – you text the wrong person on purpose and you use it to your advantage. But I think the accidental pocket dial could be even better. Like if you've got someone who you used to be friends with who was a fucking dick and you're not friends anymore, you could just accidentally pocket dial them when you're out having an awesome time. So they hear you, they get the pocket dial. And they just hear you laugh and having a ripper time. Or imagine imagine you have a you have a, a, an ex-missus or an ex-partner, anyone, and you have drama. This is fucking this is some brutal shit. Don't do this because it's probably mean. But I think it's funny anyway to think about. But you just yeah just just pocket dial them. There's no there's no downside. Pocket dial them when you're having a good time. If you really want to be brutal, pocket dial them while you're getting busy. Have them listen for a little bit and just oh, make it. That's mean. It's fucking mean but I think it's funny. Um. <laughs> oh, geez. The accidental – what was that? What would you call that? The accidental pocket dial on purpose. Savage. Savage. Not as savage as making your teenage son read out the – depraved shit he's been googling to his mum but still pretty savage Um, thanks a lot dad fucking excellent punishment most of the time they were groundings that he ran with but that punishment was exceptional Um, (laughs) oh you're an animal dad (laughs) oh I'm just thinking about this person that might have won lotto and they live in Victoria (laughs) sucked in win the lotto in lockdown lockdown lotto (laughs) <laughs> Can't quit your job because you're working from home. So if you quit your job, you got nothing to do. <laughs> and there's nothing really else going on. I was look I was googling, there's there's fuck all going on. Victoria's melting. Um nothing else going on. But I think that's all I really want to go through today. Um I didn't have a lot of stuff planned. I just felt like I had to get i um I had to get a podcast in because I haven't one, done one in a little while. I'm thinking of a few new things I want to be doing. I was thinking of trying to get my hands on a couple of not guests, but I want to insert little segments where um, where I interview people or well, not interview just to ask a couple of questions i want I want hear stories of people when they've been pieces of shit um, accidentally bullied people because I think those stories are just the best. i love I love hearing when people have realized late that they're that they're a dog. um but yeah that's that's about it pretty quick one um i'm not trying to find the rhythm of what's what's gonna be a good length episode but this felt okay not bad good source what's the name again um been learning a bit of italian buccare il cimento that's hosing the concrete uh (laughs) that's that's one for another time um uh but yeah this is uh this has been fun thanks everyone for listening um or watching or however you do it uh if you have any ideas for things you'd like to see on the podcast i'd really appreciate you letting me know and any feedback all feedback is good i appreciate all the feedback if you can like shit subscribe do all the stuff do all the things that other people tell you to do um rock and roll thanks a lot dudes catch you later